for tuning in to SNC Adventures Talk It Out. My name is Paige, and today I'm here with Michael. Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Houlihan. And Michael, where did you study abroad? I studied abroad in Rome, Italy, at John Cabot University. Okay. And what was your experience like? Like, where did you stay? What kind of classes did you take? So we stayed in this neighborhood called Trastevere. It's a very, very popular neighborhood, um, especially with younger people in Rome. Mm -hmm. And um, the apartment that I had was about 30 minutes away from campus by tram. Okay. So the way that our program worked through SAI was that they would give us apartments that they rented through their program instead of school housing, mm -hmm. and we would live with other American students in that okay. um, in that apartment. So okay. we, we were either 30 minutes away or 10 minutes away. There was really no in-between. I had one friend <laughs> that was literally two minutes away from campus, so their okay. apartment was nice. But uh -huh. Very cool. And how many people did you live with then? I lived with three other people. So I had one roommate in my room and then there were two people in another bedroom. Okay, cool. And what classes did you take? Um, while I was there I took two political science classes. Political science is one of my majors, so okay. I did that. And then I took a core class called Popes of Rome. It was a church Ooh. history class. It was very interesting. An on-site course cool. actually. It was very fun. Mm -hmm. And then I took intensive Italian. Okay, so you did try and learn Italian while you were there. I did, and um, I, you guys can't see me, but I look very Italian. And <laughs> Italians pick that up. They would speak almost only Italian to me all the time, so okay. I managed to pick up a lot, actually. That's awesome. Did you know any before going into it? Um, I knew how to say hello and goodbye, because it's the same word. Uh -huh. so. <laughs> wow, so talk a little bit about that and what it's like to try and learn a language in a semester. Um, so, luckily, I did take an intensive course, and the course was designed for people with um, previous experience in Romance languages. Okay. So, I did have that to work off of, but it was very interesting, especially because traveling around Italy, the language changes depending on where you are. Mm. So, they don't have a uniform way of speaking Italian. They all have their own ways of speaking Italian, and you sort of need to pick that up. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're really lost, they will speak English with you, but the Italians are very, very encouraging of mm -hmm. you speaking Italian. Mm -hmm. So, you could say two words to them, and they think you're, like, amazing. <laughs> well, that's cool. So, you were you able to utilize your Italian, like, traveling around? You said lots of people would speak it to you, but did that help? Um, I think it did. I mm -hmm. think that, especially with traveling through the different regions, hearing those different dialects did help me to learn a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, and especially with the Italian people speaking to me in Italian, it sort of forced me to learn. Mm -hmm. So eventually I would just pick up words and mm -hmm. I'd know certain phrases mean certain things and just know how to respond to that one. So. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I haven't actually met, I've talked with multiple students who have gone to Italy and I've never met one that tried to learn Italian while yes, they I were did. going, so I'm very impressed. I, did. I tried very hard. <laughs> Congrats. <Thank you. laughs> um, what kind of motivated you to want to do that? Um, I, I just really like learning languages. Okay. I've been learning French for a really long time. I've taken French for almost 10 years now. Okay. So I'm really familiar with that, and I wanted to pick up Italian because it was sort of different. Mm -hmm. And I have my own little personal goal of learning all of the Romance languages. Really? Eventually, I do. Uh -huh. um, it's a high goal. I <laughs> hope I do. But Italian is one of them, so I was like, mm -hmm. I might as well pick this up one in Italy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. 
So you said you did a lot of traveling into different areas and heard different dialects. Do you want to talk a little bit about that travel? Yeah, so I managed to hit every major city in Italy while I was there. Their train system is fantastic. Mm -hmm. They have this train called the Freccia Rossa, which is um, one of the high-speed rails, like all of Europe, different countries have their high-speed rails, mm -hmm. and that was Italy's. And um, it would take you pretty much anywhere in the country. Wow. So almost every weekend was spent traveling to some random place in Italy and just seeing the different culture. Mm -hmm. um, the best part was the food in every oh. single city, of course. Because <laughs> uh -huh. um, that's different everywhere. That's the really amazing thing about Italy is mm -hmm. that it seems like everywhere you go, you're in a completely new place. Because cool. Italian culture... It's not really Italian culture. It's like Milanese culture, Roman culture, mm. or Nepo Neapolitan culture. Just like where you are, it mm -hmm. changes everything about that, about the people. So. Mm. Did you have a favorite area that you traveled to? Um, y yes. So my favorite city that I went to was Milan, by far. Okay. I loved Milan. Mm -hmm. But my favorite little side trip that I did was to Capri, which is one of the islands off of the coast of Naples. And it was the most beautiful place that I've ever been in my life. Like, it was paradise. <laughs> I loved it so much. But, yeah, I think Milan was my favorite city, for sure. Okay. Cool. And how did you plan out all these travels? Because that takes a lot of planning to make sure it you're going to make it. <laughs> um, so the nice thing about studying at John Cabot was that we never had class on Fridays. Okay. So we would always end up leaving Friday morning, sometimes Thursday night. Um, and we would come back on Sunday in the evening. Um, basically what we did is we ended up having a group chat um, with all of our friends in the program mm -hmm. and we'd say, hey, where do you guys want to go? What would you guys like to do this weekend? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then we'd plan trips around that. So we'd just check train prices all the time and see mm -hmm. which cities had the cheapest train fare. Um, I think the cheapest ticket that I found is actually a 20 euro ticket to Perugia, mm -hmm. which is a really nice tiny little city in Italy. Not a lot of tourists go there, but the people are so nice mm -hmm. and they're very welcoming. Mm -hmm. um, but like the most that I ever spent in a train ticket, I think was a hundred euros for a trip all the way up north to Milan, which was okay. a five hour train ride for a hundred euros. So that was nice. Wow. Um, but yeah, we really just had to make sure that everyone said where they wanted to go, what was on their list, and then we planned based off that. Okay. And were, you said these were other people in your program, so other American students? Yes. Okay. Very cool. Did you have much interaction with other Italian students while you were there? Um, there were some Italian students in my classes. Mm -hmm. There weren't any in the Italian class, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, there were in my politics classes, so I did interact with them there. Mm-hmm. Um, never in Italian, unfortunately, because mm -hmm. the school was completely in English, so mm -hmm. they more readily wanted to practice their English with me than let me practice my Italian with them. Mm -hmm. But I did meet a few. I didn't get to do much traveling with them. We, mm -hmm. did, we did hang out outside of class and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. besides that, I was mostly traveling with the American students in the SAI program. Okay, cool. What challenged you the most, or was a challenging experience for you? Um... I think it's sort of interesting because study abroad kind of works at like an arc where you like get there mm -hmm. and you sort of rise up to this point where you're like, this is amazing, I never want to leave. And then you sort of hit a point where probably like halfway through the semester mm -hmm. when sort of around midterm time mm -hmm. when you're like, wow, I kind of want to go home right now. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest issue was there, there did get to a point where I sort of was just ready to leave mm -hmm. and like head back to America 
But eventually I kind of got out of that. We did a really nice trip right after that point that I sort of hit, right after midterms to sort of okay. like, you know, get out of that like sort of feeling. And then mm -hmm. you kind of rise back up and you go back to a point where you're really having fun again. So I think it's just mm -hmm. like being prepared for those highs and lows and in the study abroad experience, that was probably the biggest challenge for me. Mm -hmm. And how did you adapt to your new environment living in Italy? Because it's definitely different than, than little old De Pere. It definitely is. Um, I don't know if I experienced as much of like a culture shock going mm -hmm. there. Um, I was not familiar with all of the language and the customs that they were, but I sort of just went into it with an open mind of just being prepared to do whatever is normal there mm -hmm. and not sort of sticking myself into this is how I as an American operate and this is how I'm going to keep functioning because mm -hmm. it, it just won't work out if you're there. They're very nice people, but a stubborn people, the <laughs> Italians. So if you don't want to adapt to their culture, they aren't just going to accommodate to everything you want mm -hmm. them to do. Um, but yeah, I I think the biggest thing is just go into it with an open mind and be ready to do what the Italians do, what the French do, what the Spanish do, mm -hmm. and eventually they will welcome you into their culture. I want to hear more about your travel, because like, what made you decide to go to some of those little, little smaller cities and towns? Um, I really wanted to see genuine Italy, I think. Mm -hmm. okay. That kind of sounds weird, but mm -hmm. I was staying in Rome, it's the capital. Mm -hmm. Millions of tourists are in Rome every day. There was not a single day where I went without hearing English being spoken on the street or mm -hmm. hundreds of languages. I heard French, German all the time because mm -hmm. everyone's going to Rome. Mm -hmm. And Milan, it was a sort of a bit different, but Milan sort of reminded me just of Paris. Okay. I think they were very, they had a very specific culture, but it was still an urban sort of feel. Mm -hmm. And everything that I sort of saw, it was different, but I... I kind of felt like I was used to it in a way mm -hmm. because it was tourist cities, mm -hmm. so a lot of people were there. Yeah. So going to a place like Perugia, where you never see tourists, I don't think that I saw any people just visiting Perugia, mm -hmm. unless they're going for work or something. Mm -hmm. um, you sort of get the feel of what actual Italy is supposed to be because there's not really anyone there who isn't Italian. Mm -hmm. um, and. That was sort of why I tried to go to those smaller places. Like, we'd take little side trips out to the Italian suburbs or the Roman suburbs to see, like, what that was like. Mm -hmm. Because that's where you find, I think, the genuine culture of the region mm -hmm. instead of the tourist culture of the region. Uh-huh. Did you struggle with that, like, always being surrounded by different tourists? Or did that impact your study abroad experience, do you think? I think sometimes it did. Because when you are in high tourist areas, especially, like, Rome you kind of struggle to differentiate yourself from those tourists and you sort of get a different experience. Mm -hmm. So like if we ever decide, if we were in like the Trevi Fountain area mm -hmm. and we ever decided to go to dinner at a restaurant there, mm -hmm. they were going to definitely overcharge us. <laughs> they were going to not provide us the best service mm -hmm. because they just assumed that we were another group of American tourists. Mm -hmm. So it would affect us in some ways like that. I think what eventually we did is we found areas where we knew that wasn't so tourist heavy. Mm -hmm. And when we would go there, I think a lot of times what would happen is the people working in those restaurants or those shops would see us and they'd say, oh, these are American students who want to understand us. They're not just here to see the Coliseum and leave. Mm -hmm. You know, So I think that's the biggest thing is, well, it's important to experience all of the tourist things that Italy has to offer because you can't go to Rome without seeing the Coliseum <laughs> or the Forum and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's really important to find what the Italians are doing 
mm-hmm. do that because I think that's where you're going to find the genuine experience of studying abroad. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like think about what their what their typical weekend yeah. would be like and exactly kind of try and emulate that. Yeah. Nice. And when you were traveling around, um, where would you stay? Um, we did Airbnbs for most of it. Okay. We stayed in a hotel once in Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time we'd get apartments. Mm-hmm. So it would be an entire private apartment to ourselves and we'd all just chip in and pay mm-hmm. a certain fraction of it so that we could all stay there. Nice. And usually we'd travel in really big groups so we oh, could get did. a big place for pretty cheap because of the amount of people we had. So. Okay. Was that more challenging to try and kind of, um, I don't know, traveling in larger groups I think can be challenging Mm -hmm. because you have so many different opinions of what people want to do and expectations. Yeah. Um, I think what we ended up doing was we'd go, and I think the biggest group that we ever went with is five people. Okay, that's not too big. I was was picturing a lot more. No, we we traveled in small groups like... Relatively, but yeah. it was a big group compared to how a lot of other people in our group were normally traveling. Because mm-hmm. we had a group of like a solid five people that every always wanted to go places. Okay. So what we'd do is we'd sort of map out like, okay, we're going to this place. We've never been there before, so we have to hit all the major sites. We have to see the giant cathedral that's in every Italian city. <laughs> we have to see the art museum that's there. We have to see this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then our second and third day would usually be spent just walking around, seeing like little shops, um, going to restaurants, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't really run into a problem. I think it's because we all sort of had an idea of what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best travel experience I think that I did have was this was actually the trip to Perugia again, mm-hmm. where it was just my friend Carrie and I. Mm-hmm. And we went, we got an apartment with two bedrooms, and it was nice because we had a bedroom and a bathroom, each of us. Wow. And we sort of just spent the weekend there, and we hung out, and we just looked around the city. So it is really nice to travel with small groups of people, like even just two people to a trip. It's really nice because you guys kind of have a plan of where you want to go, and you could do that without having to sort of make compromises with a giant group. Mm -hmm. Although I guess our group wasn't giant. (laughs) But, um, But it's nice because when you have that big group, you can get a really nice place for cheap, and then you sort of have core to sort of stick with and a place you're unfamiliar with. So there's like pros and cons of both, I think. Okay. Nice. And um, you said they were the students you traveled with were from your program. Were they other SNC students or were there any other people from SNC um, studying yeah. abroad at that time? Yes. Two of the people that I hung out with a lot were from SNC, Alyssa Higley and Carrie Jenderek. Okay. Um, so they were in our group, and then the other people that we traveled with were one of their roommates. Her name was Lauren, and then one of my roommates, Roberto. Okay. And we just traveled with that group, and that mm-hmm. was our main little core. Mm-hmm. And now that you're back at St. Norbert, is it kind of nice to have, like, people that you traveled with here? Or yeah. Like, how's that transition been like? It's for sure been nice, because especially before, I didn't really know them Mm -hmm. that much and now we're really good friends I have classes with Carrie and I always talk to her Mm -hmm. I always talk to Alyssa a lot and it's nice to sort of have that common shared experience of we can sort of just talk about how we how much we enjoyed Rome and like sometimes when it's well it's not so freezing anymore but when it was freezing (laughs) we'd send each other texts like wow can't believe it's 70 degrees in Rome right now Mm -hmm. so just things like that it's really nice to have those little little things that we can sort of talk about because it's sort of an experience that we know we all shared together and not so many people might understand, so it's nice to have those people that you know would understand it. Mm-hmm. 
Is there anything that you wish you would have done differently about your study abroad experience? Um, thinking back on it, I do wish that I would have spent more of my travel time going to sort of other countries, okay. I think. I did go to Germany and France, mm -hmm. um, but there were a lot of places that I wish I could have gone to that I didn't. I don't regret any of the places that I went to. I loved mm -hmm. every single place that I saw. Mm -hmm. um, but if I think if I had more time, I yeah. probably would have done a lot more than I did. So mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is make sure you have a list of places you want to go and go there. Because mm -hmm. it's one of the only opportunities you're going to have to be able to travel to all these different places. Mm -hmm. If only we could have infinite amount of right? time abroad. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That'd be so nice. It would. <laughs> travel every weekend. Exactly. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share with SNC students? Any advice? Um... Um, I think one of the biggest things that I could say is if you're on the fence about studying abroad, just do it. Mm -hmm. It is the best experience that I've had, I think, in my life. Mm -hmm. Living in another culture, living in another country, it's opened my eyes to so many things that I didn't really no just living in America because mm -hmm. I, I had traveled before and been in the country before but I never really got the chance to experience what it's like to live and be a part of another culture until I studied abroad mm -hmm. so I think it is truly one of the greatest opportunities that St. Norbert offers and it's it's essential that you take advantage of it mm -hmm. well, awesome thank you so much for of coming course. and talking with me today yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I get to talk about study abroad without people being like, okay, we get it, you went to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we find that a lot. Like, you want to keep talking about it forever, but there's only so long that everyone yeah. else is willing to listen. Yeah. So luckily we're here to be the people to listen. I know, I love it. <laughs> what happens abroad stays abroad unless you talk it out. If you're interested in sharing your story, contact us at studyabroad at snc.edu.